Hey everybody, what's up? I'm Dr. Boyce Watkins from Your Black World and the Black Business School, and I was um I was watching the BET Awards tonight. Um, I watched the BET Awards because um I believe that that it's important for us to keep connected with what young people are listening to, how our children are being affected. Uh, one of the biggest uh, things that holds black people back is that we hand the brains of our children over to their oppressors uh, far too often. Far too many of the influences that uh, exist in the minds of black children, both on a conscious and subconscious level, are typically driven uh, by media images uh, that come from predominantly white media outlets like BET. BET is a white company. White people run BET. They just put black faces on the, on the cover of it, but it's really a white company. Uh, just go look it up. And you'll you know what I'm talking about, and uh, and so uh, you know one of the things I, I try to do is I try to understand uh, just you know what's happening with the BT Awards. Um, there's so much talent there, <clears throat> so many artists that are so amazing, so brilliant. Uh, you can't be stupid and be a really good freestyle rapper. It's hard to do. Um, a lot of people who think rappers just get up there and run their mouth are wrong. Uh, there's there's a lot of cognitive activity that has to occur in the in the human mind for someone to really do what they do. Uh, so let's get off the whole all rappers are stupid bandwagon because that's just not true. Um, and also the music the music is good. The music is catchy. Um, you know I I like a lot of the music, a lot of the new stuff. Um, even artists that I might critique, Lil Wayne, um, maybe Rich Homie Quan, stuff like that. I can listen to their music and I and I try first. First, before I try to criticize, I will connect to it, and I'll try to say, okay, this is why I can see why people like this. Um, in fact, um, you know, a lot of the, the the nice flow and the nice beats of music, uh, unfortunately, uh, for those who seek to oppress black people, the music I believe can be used as a distractive mechanism uh, to allow them to basically feed you poison in a bowl full of sugar. Right. So uh, you take taking this music is it's, it's to a nice beat. But unfortunately, they're feeding you messages that ultimately lead to nothing more than black uh, continuous genocide in our communities. Um, one example I'm, I'm thinking about is uh, I saw the performance of that song by OT Genesis. I'm in love with the cocoa talking about cocaine and this guy's rapping about how he's in love with the cocoa he's in love with selling dope uh he's got bacon soda in his kitchen you know whip it in the glass nigga you know stuff like that so he's 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 into this whole cocaine thing and and the thing about hip-hop that's really interesting is that hip-hop is so so powerful it's one of the most powerful art forms in all of history um and and hip-hop doesn't just uh give you rhythm and music and beats it gives you a lifestyle there's imagery associated with every performance there is is there's clothing style there's styles of dialect all of this uh this culture basically that's being marketed to black children and we have to really think carefully and really understand the destructive nature of allowing uh so much of our culture being being promoted to black children but yet being controlled by the white people who hate them the same white people who never give uh that black dude a job are the ones who will certainly gladly sell him music that will give him life in prison and and you see, this is deeply connected to the role that has been designated for black people in America, particularly the black male. Uh, the role of the black male in America, because the black male does have a place. The role of the black male in America, based on uh, if you look at systematic parameters in terms of how young boys are raised through the educational system, school to prison pipeline, cultural influences, all of that. Um, the role of the black male is pretty much that of um, uh, entertainer or athlete, if you're lucky, uh, prison inmate in many cases because they make so much money they make billions of dollars from sending black men to prison by the boatload uh the black male homicides uh, tend to be 10 times higher many many times higher than everybody else 
Uh, so there are people who make money off that. There, there are people who make money from black men in the criminal justice system, uh, in the child support courts, uh, you, know, uh, you know, the unemployment line, all of that stuff, right? So even when you see these homicides that are occurring uh, in the south side of Chicago and other urban areas, there are people who are getting money off that. There are people who make money from black genocide. When black kids kill each other uh, in the hood, uh, somebody wants the killing to continue because they're making money by selling the guns. And they're all, and then somebody else is making money by arresting the person who survived the shootout. So, um, so you backtrack this and you take it back to uh, what Malcolm X used to say, where he said, "The white man will sell you the liquor bottle, but then lock you up for being drunk." So it, it's it's kind of an artifact of really, really destructive, oppressive, racist, uh, almost enslaving kinds of capitalism in the sense that you create the problem. And then you make money fixing the problem that you created. So when it comes to drugs, you talk about it being in love with the cocoa. Um, you know, we know that the federal government, it's been revealed quite clearly that the federal government played a role in allowing the crack epidemic to occur in black communities. They didn't allow, they didn't allow uh, South American drug dealers to also bring guns with the crack. Right, because you got money, you got drugs flowing, and you have to protect that money, and you have to fight over turf. So you, now you have uh, tremendous amounts of violence and and generational trauma occurring in black communities that didn't exist before because they suddenly dropped all these drugs into the, the black communities. Then they so 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 black people are being hit three ways. Uh, we're getting addicted to the drugs. So you got mothers abandoning their children because they're hooked on crack. You got people getting murdered over the drugs, over drug you know drug drug wars and little children getting hit by stray bullets stuff that doesn't happen in white neighborhoods doesn't those BET executives the black ones and the white ones this ain't happening in their neighborhoods that's why they don't give a shit about promoting uh, songs like that to your, your children um, uh, we're also the ones being incarcerated over the drugs uh, you're getting like Mario Loy this one guy that I know of who got um, a, a hundred and, or I think 15 life sentences for dealing drugs back in the 80s uh, as a result Mario's children have grown up without a father so many other children have grown up without their father without their mother because uh, you you had this drug related violence, and then not only do you did the government create the violence and create the chaos, they then make money by declaring war on the chaos. We're declaring war on drugs. What does that mean? That means basically come through the hood, uh, treat black communities like a police state, uh, murder black men. Uh, all this sh all these police shootings people are talking about with Black Lives Matter. That police state began due to the war on drugs. Uh, so so literally they basically created bigger problems by cleaning up the problem that they created in the first place and they created it deliberately because negroes that are singing and dancing and getting high are not usually going to be organized they're not usually going to ask hard questions they're not usually going to be politically active they're certainly not going to be your economic competition so understand this if i distract you then i don't have to compete with you so when you look at mass media, you back this up and you hear songs on BET and other networks controlled by white people like I'm in love with the cocoa. Um, understand, this is a message just for you. This is a message just for your children. This is a message that is designed to keep your black child off balance so he's not a competitor in the, in the global economic system. Because an illiterate slave does not ask questions about his slavery. When you decide to allow yourself, when you have married this idea of keeping black people ignorant and you sign on for this, then you're doing your, your oppressor a favor. 
There's a reason that they didn't want slaves to learn how to read because a slave that knows how to read starts wondering why he's a slave and why he's a slave and you're not. When Toussaint L'Overture started reading about the French Revolution, he led the, the Haitian Revolt because he said, wait a minute, white folks have this and have that and they fought over here for freedom and, and, and you say all men are created equal. Well, why can't I be free too? But an ignorant person does not ask those questions. They don't go and, and read books and, 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 then, and then start to question their circumstances. They just want to fall in love with the cocoa. They just want to keep dancing because the song got a slam and beat. Right? They, they're the ones who are easily influenced by the lifestyle being promoted by big white companies like BET, which are designed and hell-bent to profit off of black genocide. The, now, now, mind you, here's the thing. I don't enjoy being a critic of BET. I really don't. Um, it, it's, it makes my life harder. I mean, think about that. I mean, you know, you do what I do and, and you work hard and you do stuff to get on TV and all that. And then suddenly you get blackballed from all from different networks because you're saying stuff that 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 people don't want to hear. Um, and so it makes things harder to do. It makes it harder to make enough money to do what you want to do. Um, you know, I don't like having this contentious relationship with BET executives. But here's the thing. We have an obligation to tell the truth because these are our damn kids. So I'll be damned if I'm going to let you promote a message that's going to destroy the children that live in my community. This is my hood. We protect this. You're not here to profit off of this in a way that is going to be destructive for the people that I care about. And anybody who understands how all this works hopefully will get what I'm trying to say here. Sometimes it's just like a mother or a father protecting their child in any situation. Sometimes you got to be the bad guy. You have to be the party pooper. You got to be the person throwing the wet blanket on, 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 on all the fun that everybody else is having because they're not thinking about the long-term implications of what's going on. All BET is thinking about is one simple thing, ratings and money. They could give a shit if they're teaching your child to go out and murder 50 people. If that's the hottest song, if it's your know, little Bobby Schmurder. Remember Bobby Schmurder? You might have forgot about him by now because, because he's been in jail for almost a year, if I'm not mistaken. But Bobby Schmurder was the hottest little nigga on the stage going around doing this little thing, dancing on tables for white people like a little monkey trying to get that record deal. He gets caught up on a gun charge. He's now facing many, many years in prison. He won't get out until he's an old man, I, I bet you. And his record label has abandoned him BET ain't holding no vigils for Bobby Schmurder they're doing what E-40 used to talk about when he used to say they'll find a new nigga next year so ultimately here's the thing there's this, this concept in economics that we used to talk about when I was in grad school called externalities externalities are anything any artifacts that come as a result of you doing business that affect people who are not in business with you so an example of an externality is or a negative externality it could be negative or positive a negative externality would be i own a chemical uh, a chemical waste plant and and whenever we get done with the waste we just dump it into the river so the waste goes down the river gets into the water supply goes into the uh, the, the drinking water and little children start getting cancer start being born with two heads and and and, get, and dying at an early age and all this other stuff so me as the ceo of that company i don't really care if i'm a hardcore capitalist all i care about is money i don't care what's happening to those kids because i don't even live there i live somewhere else so the consequences of my behavior are not affecting me and the people i love they're affecting other people who may not even know that uh, that uh, know that i'm the one who's causing all this chaos in their community and in fact if i'm slick enough I can go make a couple of charitable donations and position myself as a hero to this community and literally get them to thank me for killing them. 
I can literally go and take the chemical that I'm using to create the poison and make it taste sweet enough that all the children in the neighborhood are drinking it and, and parents are feeding this to their kids. And that's kind of what happens when you talk about companies like BET and how they operate. You got the white, the white um, uh, slave master, the, the white uh, plantation owner. Then you got the black overseers, the, the elite Negroes who went to Harvard and Yale and whose kids are not living in those neighborhoods where, where everybody's getting shot down. Their children are not going to prison for 80 year sentences because they fall in love with the cocoa. Their children are making money. Their children are doing well because their parents are making money from poor black people in the hood who've been a little misled led and distracted and so then the the next step is you just position your brand in such a way that these people thank you because you hold the BET cipher and you let young aspiring hip-hop artists come on the stage and do their thing or you you present artists to them that they fall in love with because they think the music is so cool and so popping but they're not analyzing the lyrics and wondering what good comes out of lyrical content where you're telling young black men to murder each other when we live in a world where young black men are murdering each other I can't go um, on any network and uh, and and make any even make a joke about the Jewish Holocaust. I can't go and promote anti-Semitism anywhere. But yet these media companies, controlled by whites, a lot of them controlled by Jews as well, they will gladly put a black man on stage that will teach your son how to murder other black men, how to disrespect, impregnate, and infect black women because he wants to have sex with everything that moves that will teach your son to throw away all his money to the point where he's broken destitute and 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 and, and living as a black male uh, in a community where black men are the most unemployed group of people in america that will teach your son everything he needs to know to ruin his life and because he's going to be the head of a household he's going to start a family he's going to ruin the lives of his children as well and if he's really destructive he might destroy the lives of other people's families too because he's out here hurting other people with self-destructive behavior that's what the dynamic looks like that's what's happening that's what's being promoted now i'm not here to argue that we should have hip-hop police or people telling artists what they can and cannot say i'm not here to say any of that but i am here to say that if the only thing that you can see is the profitability of an artist when you're deciding what artist to put on that stage then you ain't shit you at BET you're not worth a nickel to your community if the only defining factor for which artist you decide to promote and not promote comes down to which one can get the most viewership which one makes you the most money you're not just um you're not just an unproductive asset to the black community you are effectively an enemy to the black community at that point so um I'm not indicting every person who works at BET. Um, I'm not saying that everything that BET does is is horrible and that they need to be taken off the air or anything like that. I got a lot of friends who feel that way. Um, I actually, honestly, I don't even know if I feel as strongly as they do. But I know that um, I can't understand why you're going to choose to promote an artist who is promoting a lifestyle that feeds young black men into the prison industrial complex and somehow not understand your culpability in shaping the thinking of those young people. The same way Martin Luther King's I Have a Dream speech affected the way black people think, the same way many of us are affected by what Malcolm X said to us or, the way, or what Minister Louis Farrakhan said to us in Washington, D.C., Black people are also being affected by when OG, OT Genesis, whatever the hell his name is, when OT Genesis says, I'm in love with the cocoa. So just let's just start having some common sense on this. 
hip hop is beautiful hip hop is amazing let's not let these racist people bastardize uh, such a beautiful art form and, and use it as a weapon uh, designed to destroy our children uh, if we don't speak up on this then it's going to continue to happen so uh, that's all I want to say I'm Dr. Boyce Watkins from Your Black World and the Black Business School uh, take care God bless I'm gone peace